Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, <laughs> waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians do. Not only are algorithms really not very helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. Woo! Hi, Pam. <laughs> Kim, I'm sitting here with my pen in hand. I'm going to bet you have a pencil. I do, but it has no eraser, and I'm super sad about that. Oh. Actually, you know- We should probably of- stop recording right now if you don't well, have Well, I'll eraser. be okay because ah. uh, I found in my kids' uh, like art table drawers, I forgot about these, but you can buy- Ticonderoga erasers, and they are not shaped like, you know, the, the standard rubber pink eraser thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of the rectangular prism one. Yeah, yeah. It's not really. With this one ends. is uh-huh. super cute because it's shaped exactly like a fat pencil. It's got a pink eraser and a little, huh. I'll have to show you sometime. They're super cute, but I found those and I forgot how much I love them. So. <laughs> is it kind of like you're holding a pencil, but you're holding an eraser? Yes. Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's completely shaped like a pencil. So you're actually smiling with your Ticonderoga eraser. But it's nubby. It's like two inches long and really fat. Uh, So yeah, it's not full. (laughs) Anywho. Hey, we got a, um, we, (laughs) we're a mess. We got the best review. I want to share it with you. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So it's from Kelsey Anderson, 68. And I love when it's like an actual real name instead Mm. of 06253. I mean, anyway, she says, I'm not quite sure 68 is really part of Kelsey's name. Well, okay. maybe it's her favorite number. Kelsey could so be she's, Oh, I didn't think okay. about that. Sorry, Kelsey, if, if you're a man. Um, anyway, they said obsessed as their title. And it says, I've li- listened to every episode, every math teacher and anyone who has an opportunity to shape children's lives needs to listen to this podcast. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. We appreciate that. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right, Kim, for today's episode, um, yep. let's talk about a super cool experience that I had and do a little bit of math. So okay. I was just in Oxford, England, like Oxford super College, fun. Oxford, Oxford University. I was at the yep. Queen's College at Oxford University. 
an amazing, amazing place. I think my jaw is still open. I had such a good time. And one of the coolest people I know was there. So Gail Burrell is a past NCTM president. Uh, She's a high school math and statistics teacher. And uh, she is, has long been on my list of people. So Kim, you know, I have this list when I go to a conference, I don't actually look at session titles, especially first. The first thing I do is go to the speaker index and I look for speakers. And if Gail Burrell is at a conference, I will go hear what she says because she is so thoughtful and I swear every time I listen to her talk, she says something new that she's been thinking about, mm-hmm, or maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe I hear it for the first time, but yeah, she's super thoughtful and uh, I really uh, appreciate listening to her. So kind of funny when I was a brand new teacher, um, I had had some really unique experiences uh, early, early on, but one of the things that happened, I think it was my second year of teaching. No, I'm sorry. It was my third year of teaching. I got an opportunity to go to my first NCTM regional conference and I hadn't been to one before. I was kind of in an isolated, my first couple of years, I worked with some a, a remarkable teacher. I had this great co- collegial experience. Then I moved to a school where I worked with very nice people, but were, who were not very interested in working together. Mm-hmm. And so I was really looking forward to the conference because I was like, I'm going to go, you know, learn all these new things and, and, um, you know, have more of that collegial experience. And I really was hungry to learn. So I was then actually kind of disappointed, um, session after session. I was like, ah, this is like same old stuff. I'm, I, I'm not learning anything here. Um, you know, I kind of wanted some new ideas. Uh, I had really been diving into, um, some of the research by Frank DeManna and Bert Waits about, um, visualizing math and using technology with power visualization, but I was now teaching algebra one and I didn't have that. That was when I was teaching pre-calculus in my first um, position and they had a, a, a new book out and, and all sorts of things, but there wasn't really a lot of uh, things happening in algebra one at that stage, at least that I was aware of. And so I, I was, you know, I was looking for that and I went to a session by Gail Burrell. I didn't know who she was. I walked into the session and she asked some questions and in the middle of her series of questions, all of a sudden I was like, oh, yes, like this is what I was looking for. And, and it was so striking because I had been through the entire day of the conference and I was so disappointed. And then in that moment, it made it all worth it. Yeah. I had this flash of inspiration of what I could do like I'd been doing in pre-calculus. I could do that same kind of thing in Algebra 1 and I was just thrilled. So I thought we'd do a little bit of that today. Yeah. So um, we're going to actually walk you through a similar experience of what um, I had there, and then we'll kind of do some math with it. So Kim, yep. I asked you if you would go out and find eight or 10, I don't know how many, uh, eight, eight to 10 celebrities, famous people-ish, mm-hmm. and their ages, and then you're going to tell me the famous person, and I'm going to guess their age, which yeah. to be really clear, I'm bad at. So <laughs> just like, I don't, I don't ever guess people's age because- well, A, I'm bad at it, and B, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably that's not a good good situation. It's like, yeah, like it's important to people, and yeah. Anyway, okay. So Kim, tell me uh, a, a famous, relatively mm-hmm. well-known person, and I will guess their age. Go. Okay. Uh, the first person I found was Michael Phelps. Any idea who that is? Okay. Yes, he's okay. a swimmer. Fantastic. Um, and funny, we think he looks like my brother Michael. Oh, uh, is he very tall? I know. Very tall. My brother's long arms. My brother's tall with long arms, and uh, my brother, uh, I, he might swim a little bit, but he's a mountain biker. Um, so, physique-wise, they look similar. Yeah, like they're okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. All good. right. Good how, to see. how old do you think? I'm trying to, to remember. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I know how old my brother is. Does that count? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that Michael Phelps is about forty. Ooh. 
He's maybe your way influence. Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, thanks. So let's go through all the people. I'll guess their ages, and then you're going to go back and tell me. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Yes, we'll be fine. All right, next, okay, all right. next, mm-hmm. next. Um, Michael Jordan. You know who that is. Oh, another, another Michael. Yeah. Okay, I do know who Michael Jordan is, and ooh, but let me think. I go. Oh, um, I think Michael Jordan's fifty-five. Okay. I'm not. I'm not actually sure on that one. Oh, he might be a little older than that, but I'll, I'll stick with do fifty-five. It. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. Richard Gear. Um, Wait, you don't like Richard Gear? Or was that a? I oh have no, no idea. That was. Yeah, that was more of a. Uh, the only the only picture that comes in my mind right now is Pretty Woman. That, yes, that and so movie, many other great movies, which I, which I like but shouldn't. Um, so, uh, Richard Gere, Richard Gere. Oh, I wonder I if anybody's screaming Gere. ages in there. Yeah, show. probably. Right? Yeah, seventy. <laughs> I, I, I think okay. is he seventy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so bad at this. Okay, Prince George. Prince George, Prince George, mm. Prince, like the prince in England, that prince, Prince, Sh- should not I... like the not like the musician that we used to prince who died, <laughs> not that one, no, not Prince, you really not mean... Boy George, Prince, nah, that's prince yeah, George. I was yeah, yeah. putting those two together, okay, um, Prince George, like like literally like the the, the, son the of... child of the prince and princess of Wales, yeah, yes, okay, I think he's eight. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, what? I'm, if- not sure, I'm not sure I knew his name was George. <laughs> okay. Go on. Um, what about Paul McCartney? Well, funny. Our church youth group the other night, we were doing a karaoke, and I said, "Let's do a Beatles song." And somebody said, "Who's the Beatles?" And oh, I was like, I know. "What? They're so young." And then somebody said, "They're all dead." And I was like, "Wait." I don't think Paul McCartney's dead. Um, anyway, yeah. Sorry, I don't think uh, Paul so. McCartney is Paul McCartney seventy-five. Oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm that's my guess. Paul McCartney okay. seventy-five. All right. Okay. What about Eminem? Oh, uh, <laughs> now that sound was. Oh, I feel like a dork because I know that he's a rapper, but that's about all I got. Oh, and okay. I also am really clear. I just spelled his name wrong because I literally wrote the letter M. <laughs> I think it's E M. Is that right? E M. Yeah. E M. Yeah. Anyway, so Eminem, Eminem is 40. I have nothing. I have no idea. Okay. All right. Uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams is totally cool and has a sister and they play tennis. Yeah. Who? Um, 36? Okay. I don't know. That might, she might not be that old. I don't know. Okay. All right. See, you've done great. You've known who all these people are. What about uh, Clint Eastwood? He's still alive. Okay. That guy's got to be ancient. Um, <laughs> 85? I'm thinking 85. I don't know. Last, yeah, I don't know. 85. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, my parents who are not quite 85 are going to be mad that I said that was ancient. <laughs> I actually Sorry was about. talking about age with a friend the other day, and uh, she's 51, and I said, 51's not old at all because I'm, because <laughs> I'm, you know, about to be 45. Larry. And uh, I said to her son, do you think that's old? And he was like, yes. <laughs> okay, kid. Yeah. Age is kind of one of those relatives. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. How, how close you are things. Uh-huh. All right. Last one. Okay. All right. Kylie Jenner. Uh, Kylie Jenner. Who used to be Bruce Jenner, I believe. No, that, do I have the right? No, not the right, no. not the right person. 
Oh, I don't know who that is then. Kylie Jenner. Okay, we're going to have to guess. Okay, I'm going to have to guess. I don't know who this person is. Okay. So that's going to be hard. Are they related to? They are. Ka- Caitlin. Caitlin, Caitlin is who you're thinking. Bruce yeah. Bruce Jenner. Okay. Um, Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. No hints, huh? No, no hints. hints. Okay, I'm saying 26. Okay. I got nothing. I don't know. Okie doke. All right. How old is Michael Phelps really? Uh, you said 40. Mm-hmm. He's actually 38. Huh, Nicely not too done. Bad. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, Michael Jordan. Who? How old is he? You said fifty-five. He's actually sixty. Ooh, he's a little older. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about Richard Gere? Um, seventy-three. Hey. Okay. No, you're doing right. so well. Seventy. Mm-hmm. I said seventy. Seventy-three. All right. How about Prince George, little guy? Little guy. You said eight. He's actually ten. Ten. That's funny because I actually thought he might have been more like six. But oh. okay. That's the last time I paid attention to. Um, Paul McCartney, I said, was 75, but he's actually? 81. 81. All right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Eminem, I thought was 40. He's 50. Oh, okay. I was, that was surprised by that one. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Serena Williams, I thought was 36. She's 41. Whoa. Right? Man, those guys hold their age well, mm-hmm. both sisters. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Those guys are athletes. Oh, be- best. Yeah, best. Tennis ever. Yeah. All right. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> He's 93. Whoa. So I said 85 was ancient. What is what does that 93. make? 93. Yeah. Way to go, Clint. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, cool. And then the person I don't know, and I can't even read my own writing. Is it Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Okay. Who is that? Um the one of the daughters, one of the Jenner girls. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I couldn't okay. name them all. Um, there is one named Kim because, you know, I know that. Um, <laughs> you know that. Courtney, there's a Kim. Courtney. Anyway, uh, she is 25. Ooh. Your best guess was oh. somebody you didn't I- even know. Look <laughs> at you. You are a good guesser. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Well, so that then becomes the question. So in this moment, Gail Burrell paused. She gave us a bunch of famous people, different famous people, obviously, and, and asked us to guess their age. And then she told us their, their correct ages. And then she said, I'll never forget. How do you know if you're a good guesser? And I started, I was like, ah, 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 ah. now I'm not going to give away what was going on in my head quite yet. But like Kim, uh, you said I was the best guesser for the one I didn't know. And you said that because I was only one off. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Tw- her age was 26 and I said 25. Um, some of them I was way far off. Eminem, I was 10 off. Was any any further yeah. off? Nope, just that one. M&M was my worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was eight off for Clint Eastwood. So, so are you a good guesser? Like, like, what does it mean to be a good guesser? So, a couple of things that we could do right now. Let's say that I was working with middle school kids. Could I find the differences between those guesses? Because I just kind of did one of them. I said I was ten off, so that would be like ten. And and since I'm in middle school, could I even do? Maybe I was in fifth grade. I could just find how far off I was either direction, and, and we could represent that with a positive. So that ten, you wouldn't know if I was ten over, ten under. You just know I was ten, ten years off. Mm-hmm. But if I was in middle school, um, could we actually represent like I don't know? Do you want over to be bad? <laughs> so like if I was over, then it would be negative ten. Um, I think I was over under. I was under. So maybe I, that would be a ten. I was under ten years. So that'd be ten. But if I was over ten, was I over in any of them? Um, I always guess under uh, Michael Phelps. I was you, over. you were over for Kylie Jenner. And okay. Phelps. Yeah. So like Kylie Jenner, I'd be negative one. Michael Phelps, I was two over. So it'd be negative two. And then we could kind of maybe 
have the find the mean of those? Yeah. Can we average those differences and we could kind of get a sense for maybe who in the class was the best guesser? What what would we be looking for? A high mean, a low mean? Any ideas, Kim? Uh would it be a low mean? Because? Because they're the closest to the age. To the actual, yeah. yeah. Like like if they were all close, then it would have a low mean. Yeah. In fact, maybe I would even want a zero mean. Mm-hmm if possible, except it's interesting. Like what could happen? What if I had a zero mean? What could be true? I mean, wouldn't, what if you guessed off by 20 one time and over by 20 another time? Bam. Like you're a horrible guesser, but yeah, that, yeah. Way. yeah. So there's some nice conversation that yeah. we could have about what mean means, what, mm-hmm. what is an average. And then we could also have conversations all oh, about integers and how a negative 20 could sort of cancel out a positive 20. And that idea of zero pairs could come up. And so lots of nice things, not actually where Gail Burrell was going. So Gail Burrell in that moment said, what if we graphed these as ordered pairs? What if we put the actuals on the x-axis, sorry, the guesses, the guesses, because that's the first one we did. So we'll just put it, put those on the x-axis. The guesses on the x-axis and the actuals on the y-axis as an ordered pair. So for example, Michael Phelps, I would go over 40 because I'd guessed 40 and I'd go up 38 and I'd, and I'd make a point. So over 40, up 38, would I'd, I'd, I'd put a, a point there on the graph. And for uh, Clint Eastwood, I'd go way over 85 because I'd guessed 85 but and I'd go up higher, I'd go up higher 93. So my Michael Phelps guess of 40 38 would be further to the right. I'd be over 40, but I'd only go up 38. I wouldn't go up quite as high. But my help me, Clint Eastwood guess, I'd go way over 85, but I'd go even farther up 93. And so then when she said, what would a perfect guesser look like? That's when I really dropped my jaw. I said, oh my gosh, she's going for the line Y equals X. What does that mean? What does it mean where the actuals would equal the guesses? Like, I don't think I got any spot on, did I? I, don't, I didn't have any. No. No. One, one no. really close. A few actually pretty close. Like what's, a, uh, what's, what's one that's close? Uh, Kylie Jenner, 25, 26. All right. So for Kylie Jenner, I would have gone over 26, but only up 25. But yeah. that's almost like if she was 26 years old and I'd gone over, I'd guess 26 and I would go up 26. Yep. If I did that for everyone, say Michael Phelps, if I had guessed 38 and he's actually 38, I would go over the same amount I would go up. And if I did that for every age, mm-hmm. for every X value, I went up the same amount. Yep. Kim, can you picture what that line would look like? Like if you were to, to describe the line in space. What would it, would it be horizontal? Would it be vertical? It'd be diagonal. Because? Because for every, it would be zero, zero, one, one, two, two, three, three, all the way up to, you know, however old you can get. Uh, if I, if the person, if I'd guessed a hundred and the person was actually 100, yep. then I would go over 100, up 100. Yep. And if I connected all those dots, if I guessed they were a half a year old and they were actually a half a year old yep. that I, I could fill in and I would have that, that diagonal line and that 45 degree line mm-hmm. would be sort of, and that is actually what the line Y equals X looks like. Yeah. And often Kim, when I taught algebra, the y, line Y equals X was this anomaly. It was this weird line that didn't match the pattern because they were used to graphing things, uh, at least the way I was taught and the way I, I saw most of my colleagues teaching, they were used to graphing Y equals MX plus B. Mm-hmm. And so there was always some sort of slope 
that wasn't usually one, because in this case, the slope was one. When I go over, I go up the same amount that the rate of changes always go over and up one at a time, or mm -hmm. it could be, it could simplify to one at a time. So the slope um, in this case is one. They were used to having slopes that weren't one. And then plus B was the Y-intercept. In this case, the Y-intercept, like you just said, if I guess zero, they were zero years old. The Y-intercept is zero. That was that was weird. It was weird to have a line that had a slope of one and a Y-intercept of zero. So that was almost one they would miss if they ever like find the slope. Yeah, find the slope this between these two the points. This wasn't the starting point? Like this wasn't established and then? It is now the way I teach. Okay. But, but, but no, that's not, no, that's not common no. in high school? Not that I've ever seen. Interesting. No, no, okay. no yeah. not at all. No, in fact, this was a special weird case that we just didn't even oh, talk wow. about very often. I know. That's but wild. we could. Yeah, we absolutely could have this be kind of the starting point that kids could conceptualize. Wow, if my guesses equaled the actual, then bam, I would have this uh, this line, this diagonal line, and then every other, every other line could be a, a translation or a transformation of that line. We could we could rotate it some. We could make the slope higher. We could make the slope lower. If you could see my body right now, I've got my arms are like at this 45 degree angle. And as I said, the slope higher, I kind of increased the slope. I made it more steep and the slope lower. I decreased my arms. I made that. And I, my pivot point is my, my two hands are coming together. I don't know if you can picture that, but almost like, uh, how would I even say that? Like my two hands are coming together in, in front of me in the middle. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm considering the zero, zero. So I'm sort of pivoting around that point and yeah. I'm making the line either steeper or the line more shallow, depending on if we made this, the line steeper or more shallow. Um, and then I could move it up and down depending mm -hmm. on if I had a different wider set. But for this, this, this um, task really helped me conceive of that line Y equals X as a thing to start with, as a thing yeah. that we could have kids like kind of focus on. Then a thing that we could do with kids is we could say, okay, if we've got that perfect guess line, where do all your points lie? Are your points above that line? Oh, then you must be an overguesser. Are your points below that line? Oh, then you must be an underguesser. And then, and then I pause. Because mm -hmm. is that true? Mm -mm. Is it true that if my points are above the line, that I'm an overguesser? Kim, can you pick out of that series of points? a point that would be above that perfect guess line? Yeah. When you were talking earlier, I sketched it out. Um, so <laughs> Clint Eastwood, okay. you guessed 85. No, you guessed 93. So you mm, go I over. Guessed, I guessed, I, I guessed 85. Yeah, you did. You guessed 85. So, yeah. oh wait, did, yep. did I plot that properly then? Yeah. I think I went over 85. Uh-huh. And then because he's actually 93, then I went up the actual line 93 and that put it uh, over the line, and, the, and I put over, it under that, under the line. Under the line, over did the I, line. Did I plot it right? I don't know. Let Let's say that I guessed correctly. That my guess. Let's say he was actually eighty five. Where's that point? Oh, over actually, 85? no. It, I, I put it over the. I put it. I put the points backwards. <clears throat> I can't listen. Uh -oh. and do it at the same time. So it would be above the line. Clint Eastwood would be above the line. For me, for me, because for you, I only. Yeah, because my guess was eighty five, but I went way higher than that yep. and plotted the point. Yep. And and if I'd guessed eighty five and he was actually eighty five, that point would be over eighty five, yep. up eighty five. But it, but my point is over eighty five, up ninety three, way way higher, and so it would be above the line. But in but in that point above the line, I was under uh yeah under guessing right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I was under guessing, why was my point above the line? Shouldn't 
shouldn't an under guess be under the line? Let's do one more, just really quick. So okay. where was a point? Did I ever overguess? Yes, Michael yes, Phelps. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, I overguessed. It's a good thing. So for Michael Phelps, I would go over 40 and up not as high, up only 38 and plot a point. So a perfect guess would have been over 40 and up 40, but I only went up 38. So that point is under the perfect guess line. Yep. Even though I overguessed, I guessed he was 40, but he's only 38. Yep. I thought he was older than he is because my brother's a little bit older than that. So an overguess is under the line. And to be clear, on purpose. So there might be some algebra teachers out there right now going, Pam, just do the thing and it will. Yeah, I know. I know. So hang on a second. We'll talk about that. But in this moment, I didn't want it to be too obvious when I worked with students. I wanted when I did this task with students for students to have to think about a point under the line, under that perfect guess line. What did it mean? And a point over the line. What did it mean? I didn't want them to just go, duh, it's under. So therefore it's an under guess. Duh, it's over. Therefore it's an over guess. I wanted them to have to actually reason through that. And then over the next few days, we would do more tasks like this or extensions of it. And I would warn them. I would say, hey, I'm going to switch it on you one of these days. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, those algebra teachers that are smiling right now, some of you might have said, Pam, why did you graph that your guess on the x-axis yeah. and the actual on the y-axis? Which is, I think, Kim, is what you did. You yeah, switched them. I did. Um, do you ever ask students what would make it? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. What, what would make that yeah. fit in their minds, maybe? Yeah. And, and I guess I could have asked listeners, like, how, what could we do with this data so that underguessers would be under the line and overguessers would be over the line? And it's it's exactly what Kim did. If we switch the axis. So instead of graphing, like I, I had asked for guesses first, so that was kind of my first variable. And so I, I thought that'd be X. But instead, if we put the actuals on the x-axis and the guesses on the y-axis, then under guesses would be under the line and over guesses would be over the line. Yeah. And and then it would be kind of like you would expect. Um, again, I don't do that at first with students because I want them to have to think through it. And But then I would warn them, hey, or, you know, I'm going to switch it and, and you'll, you'll never know. So you've always got to be paying attention. Kim, the next three times we did an extension of this task. I would still keep guesses on the X and actuals on the Y. So yeah. it would still be not the way they're thinking. And then, and then I would surprise them like on the fifth iteration, then I would be like, sure. Oh, here it is. Yeah. And I, I, I tweaked assignments and everything to make it look like it so that kids would keep thinking because right. the goal in my class, goal in my class is thinking and reasoning, making sense of things, not about memorizing and not about just being the obvious thing that you don't have to think about. I wanted to build that thinking. Yeah. Totally cool. Hey, one of the things that then came up for me, and Doug Smeltz, who is a fantastic uh, TQ instructor, teacher teaching with technology instructor that I met out of Ohio, helped me think about the fact that once we have that line Y equals X, then we can use that as the parent function. He said, could you consider that once kids really own Y equals X, it's not only that then we could mess with lines from there where we could up the slope or down the slope or move the y-intercept, but we could actually think, well, if I know what Y equals X looks like, then Y equals X squared I could think about Y equals X, but every time I go over, instead of going up the same amount, now I'm going to go up that amount squared. And so mm. I almost take all those Y values and I bend them into their squares and I get a parabola. So I'll just kind of drop that as an interesting thing. If we can really conceptualize the line Y equals X, it doesn't only get us more lines. It also gets us all polynomials and in fact, maybe all functions. We'll just sort of mention that and kind of have fun with it. And and then 
could we could we then have all transformations be built on and based on that that unique parent function kind kind of cool i will never forget that moment in that nctm regional conference where i had this flash of mathematical insight and i'm quoting a colleague john tapper who the other day was talking to me and he goes pam don't you think it's all about helping students create and have mathematical insight. And I was like, oh, that's a nice phrase. So I'll just I'll just label that moment that I had with Gail Burrell as a flash of mathematical insight that then I was able, for, for me, not just about teaching, yeah. but then I was able to take it into teaching. Yeah, it was really so cool. cool. Nice. Well, Kim, thanks for um, thanks for getting some ages for me so that we could yeah. play a little bit. Of, I'm super of excited guessing. about this. I've got, you know, got kids, <clears throat> one moving into working with lines. So I'm going to have to go find some ages that he will be able to guess. Oh, so some people that he'll be able to guess and then yeah, you can, yeah, grasp, sure. grasp some things. Tell us how it goes. Tell us if he's a good, good guesser, but <laughs> maybe more, maybe less important if he's a good guesser or not. And more importantly, what does he do with like thinking about yeah. whether he's a good yeah. guesser or not? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Y'all, we do a task and tasks like this in my Building Powerful Linear Functions Workshop. Uh, so if that interests you, check out the all workshops page at mathisfigureoutable.com slash workshops, where we do tasks like this to build all high math, all higher math, because y'all, everyone is telling you that higher math is rote memorizable. And we're telling you that all math is actually figure outable. So thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.